to Your Property Podcast. I'm Inherit Owen and today I'm joined with our very own Michelle Cairns. Um, you probably know her, uh, she's a presenter for uh, YPN Extra and um, today she's on the other side of, uh, of the show, I guess, and um, I'm going to be grilling her about her life, her plan. <laughs> different to be on the other side yeah so hello how are you i'm going very well thank you and absolutely delighted to be here today so thanks for inviting me yeah it's all right um i just thought you know it's kind of people who know you through ypn extra they're sort of used to you asking the questions so i thought it might be a bit fun to sort of reverse it a little bit and uh yeah put you in in the spotlight (laughs) Well, I can have more empathy for the people and the guests. <laughs> Are you a bit nervous? Well, you know, it's um, you just don't you, you know. Let's uh, see how it goes because it's one of those. It's a bit open ended, and um, yeah, I'm I'm really keen to sort of share the other side of things and how um, you know my journey this year as well. Because, like you say, it's it, it's usually me on the presenting side. So. Mm. Okay, so first of all, let's sort of like just do a brief introduction to you. Who are you? What do you do? And how did you do it? (laughs) Well, I am Michelle Kern. So I, um, well, I'm doing a bit of everything at the moment in terms of property. So I have a mixed portfolio, that's what I like to say. Um, My background is a teacher. So I have been a teacher in one form or another most of my adult life. So when I um, I moved to France when I was 18, because I wanted to learn French. And uh, and that led on to me being a French teacher. And I taught English as a foreign language and, and then moved to Spain, learned Spanish and then taught Spanish as well. So uh, the past eight years have been um, as a secondary school teacher. And I, you know, I decided uh, pretty soon into that, that it was just, I just thought as much as I loved it and, you know, I thought there was so much that I could do in teaching. I didn't think that it was going to be a sustainable career long, long term. Um, and I thought that I just needed a backup plan. So I suppose that was the um, the incentive to kind of look at something else outside of the sort of nine to five jobs, if you like. Uh, teaching is obviously not nine to five. But, um, <laughs> no, it's more like seven to ten, ten. times. Yeah, <laughs> ten times only. Um, so yeah, I think that just coincided with someone handed me the Rich Dad Poor Dad book, and then I googled Chester property because that's where I'm from. Um, I'm from the Wirral, which is just outside of Chester. But uh, yeah, so and then I went to my first meeting. That was five, just over five years ago now. And that I, you know, that just led me down this big rabbit hole of property. I think I sat there on my first meeting and thought, this is it. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is what I've been looking for. And how have I, how have I got to this age and no one's told me about this? Um, so I just made the decision really in that moment that I was going to put everything into it. And obviously I still had the, the teaching job. So it was a balancing act between doing everything I felt like I could do within teaching but also on the side as in the evenings weekends and holiday school holidays were all spent around property and building that side of things so I um yeah I I volunteered for, like just as a sort of apprentice with somebody a local sourcer 
for the first year and just did a load of admin for him, did walked around with leaflets, um, appraised sites. He, you know, he just taught me the basics of how to find deals. Um, and then, yeah, so I, you know, done a few other things in between that time as well. Yeah. So was your original sort of, um, goal to replace your income and completely quit teaching? It was, but I just didn't have any proof of concept. I could see other people doing it. So I had that. Uh, so I knew it was possible, but uh, you know, I, it's only really in the past year, I would say a year or so that I've thought actually like it's possible for me. Mm. I think I've just sort of had the belief and faith in other people and that's what's kind of guided me through. And also every time I just thought of giving up, I thought, well, what's the alternative? I stay in teaching forever or I just, get like a normal nine to five there's there's nothing wrong with that you know for for other people but I just thought for me it was all about the financial independence Mm. and having that security and I thought well if you know if they can do it like why can't I okay I've just got to find out how and maybe just replicate what they do and then and I can have the same results Mm. was it also a case of you sort of see other people doing it and then you go well they're doing it but I don't I I just don't think that I can do it like, yeah totally yeah because it was just something that other people did but it's not something Absolutely. that you can do <laughs> I remember having um I went to a meeting and I met somebody who had two single lets and they and they told me about them and I just remember thinking wow so like you make like 200 pounds each of those like that's pretty cool right mm. <laughs> and I, that was like I, I remember that conversation really clearly um and that was sort of at like the first, sort of, you know, the beginning. And then, you know, I remember having a conversation with my current JV partner and he said, well, Michelle, if you find anything and, you know, you need the money to do it, then we can go 50-50 on it. And I remember thinking 50-50 as in 50% of the profit, 50% of what? Like, mm. I, I just like the idea of him putting the money in and me finding the site and obviously, you know, doing some of the work as well. But the fact that I could buy a property with somebody else without any of my own money it really took me a while to that for that to sink in that that was yeah well okay so um how you've done like a couple of the big sort of trading programs you've done a year-long mentorship (laughs) and you've done mastermind you've recently completed that yeah last month um so at what point did you start thinking okay I actually need somebody to hold my hand now and I, you know, I need some, I need to learn how to do this properly as opposed to just sort of like doing it myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good question. So my, my background apart from teaching is I've always been really into personal development and the Tony Robbins, um, you know, T. Harvecker, Wayne Dyer, just so much in terms of developing myself. And um, what comes with that is that you know, you, you don't, you don't get anywhere on your own and it's all about the environment and surrounding yourself with the right sort of like-minded people. So I've always had that belief that it's, you need to be put yourself in that environment. And I think, so I, I, I just, you know, I just went to every meeting that I could sometimes, you know, some months I was doing seven meetings a month, just, you know, on social media and, and just doing whatever I could to surround myself. And I also knew that I was stepping into this new world where there was, it was another language so I, I, you know, as a linguist, I looked at it as a language. So I had to learn the language of property, the acronyms and the terminology. And, uh, and, and then obviously, you know, I knew that I could take 10 years and do it and try and do it on my own and maybe make a lot of mistakes and, and it would cost me a lot of money or I could immerse myself. Um, 
I was volunteering at the Liverpool pin meeting for about two years. And so I was doing that. I was going to the Chester meeting and I actually ran my, I run my own meeting as well. So potentially I was like seeing some people three times a month and it, it almost kind of got a bit embarrassing because I was like, you know, the, it was like, oh, how's it going? How's this month? And I was mm. like, you know, I'm not doing anything. What is, what's going on? I was so absorbed in the teaching and I, you know, wanted to do that well. And it was, it was like a conflict there of, of the time because, you know, teaching, although there are amazing holidays, the actual term time itself, there's just, you know, there's just not much headspace. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just found it. I, I thought, you know, like a year passed and thought, God, what have I done? Okay. My, I've got one rent to rent. And then the next year I got another rent to rent and it just felt painfully slow. And I'd see everyone who was doing the, um, you know, they'd come and do the talks at the pin meetings and, you know, they were smashing it and getting all these like amazing goals. And again, I just thought maybe that's for them. How am I, you know, I, I looked at the ticket price of these these programs and thought oh my god there's just no way mm. I, I, you know yeah maybe I could sort of borrow it somehow but yeah they're not cheap are they they're not cheap no um and it was to be honest it was only because well uh you know do you want to talk about the mastermind itself the one we've just done or For sure so <clears throat> I was at a pin meeting and a friend of mine who I've known for yeah a couple of years through the pin meetings he said um, listen I'm going to the accelerator the, it's like a taster weekend course um, and I've got a spare ticket and I I knew this this weekend was you know it was pretty expensive as it was on its own and I, I was like like listen you, you know you're sure like I'd, I'd love to go but and he just he was really sweet and just said you know if anyone deserves a spare ticket like it's you you've worked really hard and you, you know you're showing up consistently um, and I think you just need a break um, mm. So, so that was really sweet. So I, I went along to that and then, you know, I was, uh, I, I sat there for the whole weekend and I was, I think the biggest thing was I just thought there was not much that was new. Okay. There was like nuggets and things. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I need to do that, whatever. But actually the content was really familiar because I'd been, it was like four years now and I mm. just immersed myself. So the content wasn't new and I thought okay and the, the coaches were saying why aren't you doing the mastermind like you know you're just more than ready for it and I think you'd really you know give it a good go um I think you do really well on it so I kind of had those on one side but then I was thinking oh you know are they on commission to get me yeah. signed up um also which- like one of the questions I have is that you know you've been doing it for or at this point you've been sort of going to the meetings for four years and you said that on the accelerator it was all like the same yeah. how do you know that this you know year-long program isn't just going to be the same again well I knew it would be yeah. I knew it would be content wise because I'd spoken to so many people um and the pin hosts as well and so I knew what I was getting into in terms of content wise and I I sort of said to myself listen you know you're not going for the content the content mm. you can the internet you can you know you already know most of it that's not the reason and actually one of the pin hosts said to me there's there's two things that you should think about if you if you wanted to do the mastermind one is timing and one is a reason why and he was right so that was about that was like a year previous and I thought it's just not the right time I I'm still in the day job I, I can't afford to leave teaching got bills to pay yeah so what was what, what does that mean like timing is important so I think you know if you're going to spend that much money on a on a 12 month program you know you need to have the time to make the most of it mm-hmm. in my opinion that was just for me I'm not saying that's true for everybody yeah. there's certainly people who have 
been in full-time jobs and made it work but I just thought for me I, I just know like I needed that headspace to be able to just put everything into this year that was that was just the belief I had in my head um and then the reason why as well I think I guess I was just a bit n- not in enough pain to leave teaching I guess before so I was very sort of uncomfortable with it you know it was I found it um as rewarding as it was stressful um but I just didn't see another way out because I thought even if I even if I take this break even if I take a year off and do the mastermind like I'm still not gonna well in my head I was thinking it's gonna be a while before I actually make some money to replace the job so I think there was just a few things that kind of clicked into place so in my last year of official teaching um there were two properties that came up one was a rent to rent and the other one was a single let that was very cheap and it it produces uh, i think it's about 300 pounds a month cash flow so actually suddenly with those two properties i had like an extra 600 initially coming in i thought actually i can on that basis i can afford to leave so i'd I, because I, I always knew that I, wanted, I was going to be leaving teaching, what I did was I was cutting down all my expenses. So everything for so the past couple of years have just been living on the bare minimum, cutting everything down at the same time, trying to build the portfolio up as well. So that made me feel more comfortable to leave. In that mm. sense. Um, hasn't obviously been easy not having any spare cash um and everything you know the income from the prop- from the teaching was feeding the next property so it was paying for solicitors fees and planning application forms and stuff like that so um yeah it's you know on the surface i've got these this portfolio of properties but actually <laughs> you know in practice everything that's coming in is just going straight out again on the next project mm-hmm. um, you're talking yesterday actually on the phones I've just come back from holiday and I'm really miserable about it and you're like oh I really want to go on holiday but I can't seem to justify spending that and then you're like well actually hold on I spend like you know how much like thousands of pounds on a renovation and yet I can't like seem to sort of just give up 200 quid to go on a weekend break (laughs) I know it's bizarre and I know the whole you know that you you know you need to take a break in order to recharge and, and everything but at the same time I just think you know I just I'm, I'm so desperate to kind of make the most of the time that I've got and I, I do have that time um I just want to get like the next project over the line but I keep saying that that's the problem is <laughs> you know the next project, yeah. the next project. Um, but no really the next project that's um when when's that and that I'm going to be sort of like <laughs> nagging you now be like have you booked your holiday yet have you booked your holiday yet <laughs> I think part of it's like the proof of concepts has just this latest project the seven bed um the the last tenant is moving in tomorrow and then it'll be full then and I've just I've learned even though I've got two rents already already, um this was such a big big project for me it was a, a you know the biggest renovation I've done and by far the most expensive but I think that's kind of given me so much more confidence now so I previously like up until this point I thought oh my god I just don't spend a penny on anything else because you know what if it doesn't go to plan for some reason um even though everything says that it should so it's fine but you know it's you, you do take on there is an element of risk and it's certainly not for the faint-hearted trying to do these type of projects but um I think yeah now I just even this week I feel like okay just pause take a break as in just you know a break but just take some time to sort of reevaluate and before you go mm. into the next one have you found that um so your plan was always to sort of like come out of teaching i guess 
um, have you found that over the four years, um, and especially since you started doing like more proper training, you're surrounded by other people, um, that your plans changed um, <clears throat> or your sort of your values have shifted slightly to where just different to what you thought they were? Ever since that, that first meeting, I've always had this deep kind of feeling that property was, is now always going to be in my life forever. And I, you know, I want to kind of get to the point where I'm not just sort of chasing that cash flow to pay the bills. So the rent to rents were always a stepping stone to just, uh, I suppose, bigger deals. But it, you know, the financial freedom has been the consistent thread and what I've hung on to the whole time. So that idea that I, you know, I'm not reliant on a job and I, I can always, I can always pay the bills of no matter what really and you know you never know what's going to happen with anything but I think I just want to give myself the best chance of being in that position um and then it's about the choice then isn't it after that so the teaching I I believe you know I I'm a teacher through and through and um more so a coach really but I just can't help myself trying to you know teach people around me and 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 help people and especially if if people want the help, you know, <laughs> whether they do or not, you know, <laughs> but, um, but recently I have, I suppose I've shifted from, I always thought, why isn't everyone doing this? It's amazing. And I, I think that's something that's shifted. It's like, it's not for everybody and not everybody wants to take that, those risks and not everybody can, maybe they've got, you know, other financial commitments, dependents or whatever. And yeah, just not everyone, some people just are quite happy, you know, just in, in the nine to five and they maybe enjoy the job or whatever. So yeah, I don't know, I'm going with that, but um, <laughs> I've gone off on the tangent. <laughs> yeah, has anything changed? Not really. I think I would like to think I've become more choosy over the projects moving forward now. Mm. Um, so once I can kind of see that the, the, you know the cash is covering all my expenses and you know I've just got more left over at the end then um yeah I mean I'm looking at a site at the moment and it's you know it's 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 the it's a development project so it's not that monthly cash flow but I think obviously that is where sort of the bigger money is in chunks of cash but um yeah I, I don't know who knows I'm I'm open to I'm open to suggestions about what, what things <laughs> all but you know, the property was always, I'm a very, you know, I'm very passionate about it. And I, I do love, I love learning and I, I love discovering, you know, what can be done in property and all the creative strategies. I'm very sort of creative in that way. Um, but it is, and I, and I am completely in it now, but um, I think long-term it's a vehicle for something mm. else. And I, like I say, it'll always be a part of my life and I'll always have, I think, projects on the side. Well, on the side but I've always had maybe like one or two projects that's how I see it um but really it's to allow allow me to have the choices to work with the students again in a different capacity so I see myself coaching in schools so not necessarily teaching the languages but um that's just to me it's combining that personal development side of you know my uh, it's, it's not really an, a hobby or an interest it's more than that it's, just, it's a way of looking at life a way of living life and 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 those skills and then bringing them to young people or adults who knows but I think yeah it's just sort of exploring that as the next stage really okay cool you sort of mentioned um 
earlier about strategies and creative strategies and um, you started with rent to rent. Um, how many of those did you do before you sort of started moving on to something else and how did you know that it was time for you to not do rent to rent anymore? Well I'm still doing it and if you know if someone presented me with like an amazing deal I think I would take it you know mm-hmm. I suppose um, so I started off I had two single lets then I did a rent to rent weekend course with Francis Dolly and then I got the f- the first rent to rent through that which was the JV partnership and that was great because um the guy who I did that with, he had a few already. So he, you know, we did that one together. He basically mm. held my hand through the process. <clears throat> and like do you I mind said, sort of talking, sorry, do you mind talking through like just sure. that, just as like a little sort of case study sort of thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a three bed house, um, but the front reception room is going to be the bedroom. And I've had that three and a half years now. My goodness. Um, and it's, it's a lovely home. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it house and I wouldn't call it a HMO or house share. It's a home and, and I would live there. So a couple of them have been in there since day one. Um, they're just nice rooms, nice house. Like it's a homely feel because it's the four bed, you know, mm. uh, four people there. So the owner just wanted, uh, it actually, do you know, it came from Facebook. It popped up on fa- on my Facebook, Facebook, really? Facebook feed from somewhere. <clears throat> it, I just said, anyone interested in a rent to rent in Chester so I just was the first person who responded to it um how do you know that wasn't a scam (laughs) because that to me just like I would just be like okay they're so dodgy here (laughs) yeah I don't know to be honest it just by pure chance it it popped up and I spoke to the woman and she wanted some crazy sourcing fee um and they were trying to sell it as a five bed when the box room was too small and obviously Mm. you know would need would have needed a license and all that kind of stuff um but yeah, negotiated on the rent, we negotiated on her sourcing fee. And um, so we pay the owner the what he would get as a single let. Okay. So he would pay him 800, well, it's me now. Uh, I pay him 800 pounds a month and the rooms are 450 each for four rooms. So it makes a decent little profit, can, you know, in considering that it's as passive, I think, as a H, HMO or rent to rent is going to be. Um, they're just really lovely tenants touch wood they all pay on time and <laughs> and, it, and there's not much hassle from that so yeah the the jv partnership i um i ended up buying him out of that and uh, so it's just it's mine on my own now so yeah so that's that one and then there was a probably about yeah nearly a year before the next one so that's what i'm saying about not much happened for that year mm. teaching world and headspace I mean, for for a beginner, I mean, for for a lot of people, you know, loads of money every month, you know, sort of two, three hundred pounds an extra month isn't going to make a huge difference. But, you know, for someone like you and for someone like me, you know, an extra sort of two, three hundred pounds, like that's it. That's a trip (laughs) for me that or like, you know, that's sort of like, you know, being able to buy myself some presents that I wouldn't necessarily buy ordinarily. So I guess that was like quite a nice thing for you to be able to go oh actually I can start to see the benefits here yeah. I think it was to be honest it was more I just had what I earned as a teacher which don't mind sharing um so I dropped to one uh, I had one day off a week because I was trying to obviously build the property up on the side so I think I was on about 1600 pounds a month that was you know it was four, 1400 pounds when I had was working four days a week so it was always about 
how quickly can I get to that 1400 to replace my income? Um, and I suppose it's, yeah, it wasn't just the income, was it? Because it's actually the expenses. So I worked out that my expenses, I can't remember now, let's say they were 800 and yeah, obviously, you know, I thought I could, I could live in a HMO myself. I don't know. I was just thinking, anything mm. but um, yeah, so it was always about, okay, I've got the single lets, I've got this rent to rent. How many more do I need before I can then look to have more choices over the, the time I'm in the teaching? And, um, you know, I, when I started the mastermind, I handed my notice in at teaching almost the same day because of what I mentioned before about getting the extra properties. And, you know, that some, you know, some people say, oh, you know, just hand your notice in and then go full time in property. But that has never, you know, I've, I trained with Simon Zucci and he was very consistent in saying you should be doubling your income in property before you leave teaching. So actually I, I was saying to myself, I wasn't leaving work. I was just leaving teaching. So I either needed another job or I needed another property. So I had, um, that was, was September, October, November, December. So I had four months of no salary as such that wasn't fun no i know so i learned is, a lesson pretty quickly <laughs> this is something that i've always like wondered so people go oh i wanted to replace my income so you know you're on 1400 for example and but when you start having so you have another house and that brings in another 400 pounds yeah. that will then take you up to 1800 per month do you keep that separate or do you sort of keep that income? Because for me, I'll be like, oh, wow, I'm earning like two grand a month here. And then when I quit my job, I'm like, oh, well, crap. Now I'm down. <laughs> I'm, ba- I'm back being poor again. <laughs> this is what I signed up for. <laughs> so do you keep it separate? It's just something that I've never been able to understand. Um, I, have, I have a separate account for the, the properties that are in my name. And, you know, that's, you know, I try to sort of keep that as separate and you know, in case anything went, went wrong, which inevitably, as soon as I packed the job in, everything <laughs> went wrong. <laughs> yeah, Everything that could, could have gone wrong did. And then I had to shell out literally thousands because there was issues with, the, with one of the gable walls or something. And when I remortgaged, they picked up something about the wall and that was like six grand. <laughs> uh, uh, painful. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't fun. Um, so then I went, I, I did actually go back to teaching just doing mm-hmm. uh, apply um but what you're talking about the income yeah so when I gave up the actual salary of the teaching job I did try and live off the property income which like I said as soon as stuff started going wrong I had three voids as well which on rent to rent practically all your profit um it's just just sods all really that was Mm. but it it was probably a good thing really because it made me pick up you know that teaching again and that really helped buffer and then obviously that coincided with me starting with YPN as well. And, and that helped things So just, um, I'm definitely on the, uh, multiple streams of everything income. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you still teaching like part-time now? Um, so I haven't been back this term, but, um, I am, um, oh yeah, I was just thinking this morning, maybe I'll just do a few more extra days because with the mm. supply, yeah, I can just pick up the phone and do a day here and there. It's really, Oh, it's some you know part of me just think it's really not worth it my day rate at like a good school is 75 pounds you know in my pocket yeah that's not much it's you know i think oh god is it worth it but at, you know when i've got kind of 
I don't know. I mean, it's just an extra buffer, isn't it? Mm. I shouldn't need to with this, you know, the, with the new rent, rent coming in. Um, but next month is that new income coming in. Yeah. So I haven't, to be honest, I haven't even got my head around that because that is a game changer for me. That seven bed is, you know, cash flowing over £2,000 a month. So um, that is just life changing. Mm. Just need to hold on till the first. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. It's only like 20 days. Exactly. Exactly. No, it's all good. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm making out that there's no money. There's, there's obviously the money from the portfolio. I'm, you know, I'm working for YPN as well and I've got the teaching there as and when I need it. So, um, yeah, the ideal is, is that I don't need to do that extra supply. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I had another question, which sort of like, it just popped into my head. It's sort of nothing whatsoever to do with what we were talking about, but also kind of, okay. um, when you're in the classroom and you're sort of learning, like whether you're with a mentor, you're in mastermind or, you know, just in a meeting, you're sort of learning and, you know, you're sort of learning the theory of it, I guess. You're sort of learning about the instructions on paper. Once you come out of that environment and you start doing it properly, is it the same? <laughs> it's another world. Or does it, you know, does the theory apply to the real life? Or <laughs> is it just absolutely they are not related at all <laughs> it does feel like um it helps obviously because you have a general understanding and things and i and there's sort of like little nuggets and things that you pick tips up on the way for sure so for example i would i, I said to the builder oh well you know we should be doing this at um, are you okay to do this at five percent that because we're converting to hmo Right, so there's things like that that are very useful, saving money, and yeah, and, and useful. But the theory, and I, I must have sat through so many people talking about refurbishments. My God, but actually, when you're there and it's you're emotionally involved, you know, financially involved, it's just it's so different. Um, and this, like I say, was the first big one that I was doing on my own. So it's been it's been quite an adventure it's been a really eye-opening experience and I I don't know how to describe how different it is and I was thinking um there were someone was asked talking to me about coming to do a presentation I was thinking how can I how can I convey everything I've learned in a present presentation as in you know something useful how can I can how can I not just talk about my journey but actually say well make sure you look out for that and and don't forget this bit then I thought, do you know what? I sat through so many of them and there's only so much that the theory can do. It's, it's, again, I'll go back to sort of being a linguist, but you can sit in a classroom with a textbook and try and learn French and you can sit and look at the grammar and try and drill it into your head. But until you actually have to speak those words to a native person and be understood, just, just a different ball game and I think you just have to go through that process and that's why I you know there's people on mastermind um you know they're not just mine but generally people who go on these courses and you know they they're, they're they're nervous to take that first step and do something and maybe they've got some money behind them or or not um but I think you can't put for me anyway you can't just sit there and wait for like the perfect deal I've gained so much through just taking action and actually you know I, my motto at the moment is just live and learn you know people say oh you should have done that you should spend too much on that okay all right well live and learn all right uh, you know 
the experience you know when, when you take on a project it's not just you get the hmo but you get the experience of doing that you get the credibility you get a track record um you know you've got something to show investors and say well i've actually i've put my neck on the line here with my money and i've and i've done something um and i've learned all of these so you know the next project already that i'm starting well it's starting this week last week is already different from the one i did a few months ago drastically because you know and simple things um just the way i'm sort of structuring what i'm doing so hopefully i think if you you know if you're paying attention to what you're doing then the next one should be better and i would say because i've never had that pot of money i've always had to raise it through you know bless my mom who's just been supporting me through the whole thing and you know um you know she supported me initially to help with the with the single lets and financing those but a nobody ever comes to me and asks me for money which is great <laughs> um and but yeah because I've never had that pot that I've just had to make it work in whatever way it it, it can so to me working with investors was just day one okay day one this is what I'm doing who's in and I'm building those and people people ask me a lot where did I find my joint venture partners where did I find my investors as if there's just some magic well you just need to go to a pin meeting and say <laughs> you know you want the money well maybe that happens <clears throat> actually the joint venture partner on the the four flats I'm doing at the moment I've known he was actually the host of that first meeting that I went to five years ago so yeah I know right and then when that meeting closed down I started my meeting and he came along to that um and my meeting's been going three and a bit years now and I haven't missed one I've been there every month to you know to host that I think it's not just about oh you met a JV partner or you met an investor and you know they like what you're doing or whatever it's I think you can't buy that you can't buy that experience you can't buy that grit and determination and consistency as you know um, I think people can see that you're showing up and you do what you say you're going to do and you know you, you, you don't let people down you, you try and help them and I think that's especially the early days I thought how can I actually add value to people's other people's journey especially people who are more experienced than me because you know what have I got to offer in my limited experience I thought the one thing I can do is I can connect people I can connect people with each other with deals with investors with trades people so that was the point of my meeting that I thought and that has absolutely paid dividends and I can trace a lot of my progress down to that meeting actually so for example I um I said a couple of months ago I said to people if you if you come across something that actually is not a fit for you but you think it might be good for me please send it so um david who's that that joint venture partner i mentioned he sent me something he said i'll have a look at this and then i went to um an investor who'd also come to my meeting i said would you be invested would you be interested in investing in this and he said he would and then a builder or a guy who's got a building company he was also coming to my meeting and i said to him would you be interested in doing the build work on this and he said he did so that project is been born out of not just a meeting but actually my credibility of being sort of in this property world for a couple of years and and the value that I've added to them as well so so everybody's always talking about oh the next deal has got to be better the next deal has got to be better I've got to make more money blah 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 has there been any point where you thought 
oh, I'm making a huge step backwards here. This is not the plan. This is not driving me forwards. I feel like I've taken a huge, like, you know, I sort of one step forward and like five step backwards. No, I don't think so. I think, yeah, there is an element of the deal's got to be better. Um, well, you know, if you come across a better deal, why not? And if you've got more experience and you're in a different place where you can sort of cope with that, well then, yeah, why not? Um, I think there is, it's just worth saying that if a deal is good enough, like if, if I, I've, so I bought this um, single let and it's a one bed flat in Chester and it was through a saucer and I paid 68,000 for it. Um, is it 58? No, I've got confused now. It was 58, 58,000 for this one bed which means the mortgage is £116 a month. And I rent that out for 550 Now, if I found another one of those, I would buy it. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> me too. Pass them this way, please. Yeah. Don't give it to Michelle. Give it to me. <laughs> it's, it's good enough. Um, I think that is, I think, you know, for people who are listening and they're, you know, especially if, you know, if you do have some money and, you know, you, you want to make your money work for you in the best way possible whether it's your own personal money or an investor's money like you want the best deal that you can mm. but just have a think about what is good enough yeah because you get um, to the point where you sort of like analyze it so much and then you're also like oh wait but if if i don't go for this one another one might be better like another one might be you know i might get better value if i wait just like a couple of months more absolutely and also adding on to that it's like people have got this checklist well it must cash flow this amount it must have capital appreciation it must have uh, you know you've got to be able to add value to it somehow i need all my money out and, and at that like, point you're never going to find anything right now <laughs> the thing is is that they do exist and people have done them before and that's what you see on the slides in a presentation because obviously if you're going to stand up you're going to say well this is the best deal that i did mm-hmm it was possible it's like the four flats that i've done um but we're due to complete on those any day actually in terms of like renting them out and that was like an amazing deal and for me to stand up and say i purchased a, a freehold block of four flats for sixty thousand pounds six zero then we applied for an empty homes loan which we got and uh we got approved of a hundred thousand pounds it's twenty five thousand pound loan per unit so 100 grand sorry um for as this is a podcast my face is currently like my jaw <laughs> is on the floor right now <laughs> so we've got 100 grand to do the renovations that we is not percent for five years no restrictions we don't have to put any particular tenant type in there because it was uninhabitable when we got it um it was closed down by the council then we didn't you know we're, we're claiming the stamp duty back so no stamp duty you know this is we're um we're getting the value out on tuesday so i'll have to report back what what it ends up valuing at we're hoping it's going to be somewhere around the 230 250 so that's astonishing having bought it from 60 and having it sort of valued around 230 yeah i can't even do the maths on what percentage that is but that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) um so, but you know, if I stood up and said that and then people are like, wow, that's amazing. I'll go look for one of those. Mm. Like, they're going to be looking for a while because I kind of see that they're, they're almost unicorn deals. That's what yeah. I call it. And plus you've been in it for a long time now. And, you know, I doubt that you would have 
found that deal five years ago I wouldn't looked I wouldn't have I yeah I think I wouldn't have had the guts to go for it at the beginning Mm. um I wouldn't have yeah I just I I, I don't think I would have spotted it I wouldn't even been looking for something like that Mm. I would have been looking for my rent to rent so it's like it's taken what four or five years for you to it's like it it's taking you that long just to find that deal essentially and people can't I think just look just for that I think I'm waffling I know what I mean (laughs) that's what I'm saying is that decide what is good enough for you be open to the unicorn deals because Mm. like I said you know yeah you you don't want to kind of close off to potential opportunities but in my opinion I think it's more important to just get going just take some action do something get a track record get the get that experience get that credibility and and then you know then new doors open up Mm. because I you know I've one reason why I got this was because I was working with this with this joint venture partner who could see I'd already done things so if I was just sat you know at my computer every day looking at right me if I hadn't done anything I think it would have been a different story um yeah so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like actually that's quite a nice place to sort of end this yeah. uh interview um one thing that I do want to ask is like if you were to do it all over again number one would you do it and second if you would what would you do differently if I would do what again the- everything I would definitely do it again. What would I do differently? There's there's so many things that in hindsight I can see I could have done it, it differently. Mm-hmm. But I just, you know, I did the best I could with the resources I had at the time I had and, and the beliefs that I had. So mm-hmm. I think at any point we're all doing the best that we can and it's all, you know, you just, you do what you think you can. If you could be doing better, you would be. Um, yeah. But it's about, yeah, I suppose it would have I, th- I think if I'd have left if I'd have been able to sort of t- leave teaching a bit earlier maybe I could have um don't know not spent as much on holidays or something when I was in teaching I'd have saved more money but I don't you know I, I, I don't think there's any point in looking back in that in that sense um it's all about okay look back pick up the gems along the way and how can you use them moving forward I think it's like I had a com- having a conversation today about this new project and it's a you know it's a it's a plot of land and it's a development opportunity and somebody very kindly uh, sent me a spreadsheet of how to appraise something like this and I just I was looking at this spreadsheet thinking I don't know what even half of this stuff means um I'm not sure on what is the construction cost per square foot like I've no idea because it's really obvious it's outside of my, mm. my experience and I, I hope one day I'll look back and think of this and think you know I'll be able to just do that those sums and and do it more easily because I'll understand it so one of my really good friends she said to me once just embrace the stage Mm. and she was talking about she was talking about her kids actually and how (laughs) um, to you know not wish the wish the kind of oh you know you know that they were younger or older but just embrace the stage right and I think it's useful to any any area Mm. of your like child embrace. raising property investing i think they're pretty similar to me <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's just embrace the stage you're at do the best that you can and and just see what happens i think if you you know 
do the right thing by yourself, by everyone involved and go for it. See what happens in life short. Experiment, you know, if it, if it doesn't work out, all right, deal with it and move on and learn from it. But Great. Well, thank you for giving up your time this morning. <laughs> um i hope that you know it sort of wasn't too bad on being on the other side (laughs) i kind of forgot about everyone listening for a while and just (laughs) the one being grilled instead of you know the one usually doing the grilling oh no i hope it was useful for people and um i know i've you know one um i started this is how i started as listening to podcasts um and uh, you know i was inspired by the people who were speaking on them so it's a bit surreal to sort of be here (laughs) (laughs) thank you for inviting me no you're part of the team now it's like you're roped into this forever (laughs) (laughs) i love it thank you all right so um yeah if uh you're listening to this and you want to have a free copy of uh ypn you can just head to www.yourpropertynetwork.co.uk forward slash free and remember to share like comment subscribe yes michelle you're raising your hand (laughs) (laughs) i was just gonna say if people want to connect with me then oh um... yeah sorry (laughs) (laughs) never hear from me again um (laughs) have you got anything you want to plug (laughs) i just want my linkedin i suppose linkedin um facebook if you drop me a message because i do get a lot of sort of um you know requests from there and uh, Mm -hmm. you know if you if you've listened to this and you want to connect then please drop me a message and um yeah happy to connect with like-minded people on the same journey mm-hmm. excellent right. well well done <laughs> thank you for reminding me <laughs> uh, i think i need another cup of coffee that <laughs> <laughs> we used to do in this <laughs> okay cool we'll uh, leave it there and all right bye, bye.